Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham and joining me is co-host Hannah Garcia, an associate with the firm. And off we go. So first, Hannah, uh, happy uh, Q2. Yeah. Uh, off to a fast start as the week, the week closes, but you know, the, fir- the first quarter came to an end on Friday with some, you know, I guess kind of to wrap up an eventful March and quarter uh, the news of the resignation of Jackie Sargent, who is the G, who is was the GM, general manager of Austin Energy. So I think this was expected. It was more a matter of timing, but you know your thoughts on that? Yeah, I definitely expected that as she was the highest paid executive um, in the city, um, paid even more than the city manager or previous city manager. Um, and so just with all of the issues that have been happening and how long she's been serving in that office, I think a lot of us saw that coming. Just with um, the track record of Austin um, hiring, firing, and having um, executives resign. So, well, more I'd say, I guess under well under just the new administration of a uh, of interim city manager Jesus Garza, and in the, in the month of March, March yeah, yeah. first opened up with a slew of reorganizations. A second wave came on March twenty fourth, and then we had this last piece as I saw it, uh, you know, on March thirty first. Yeah, so um, I believe they're they're currently. I believe looking for an interim director, but right now their deputy director, Stuart Riley, is um, leading that department now. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be, well, it's add that to the list of interim roles to uh, to fill, including the city manager. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I'm when we redlined that um, document, it was like that whole week we're just continuing to add more and more changes. And, um, um, but there's a lot of little um, asterisks marking that they are interim. So I think yeah. we have more interims than we do. Um, standing or permanent yeah. hires yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's going to be interesting uh so, i mean honestly at this point i think probably two years to get some of these roles filled i think i don't see maybe it happens you know we're on, we're on hr people but like ultimately i think getting the c manager role filled first would be the highest priority just to get yeah. the, a permit ceo in there for them to pick their team or how they want to do it but some of these roles i mean austin energy is one of those departments that can by and large, stands on its own. I mean, it's part of the city, but it's that role may be filled sooner than later. But again, the candidate pool for that too, um, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's again, it's one of those roles like, like city manager where it's a mix of politics and, you know, practical experience too. Yeah. So, yeah some people can fill that one role. So more to, more to come there. We'll have a link to the a news link to the announcement of Jackie Sargent's resignation as well from March 31st. Uh, turning now to, to DPS. So we talked about this briefly in our last last episode. Uh, Mayor Watson at a press conference in March had announced the uh, an, agree- an agreement with DPS, the Texas Department of Public Safety, our state police force to uh, to work with to augment uh, our fill gaps in the in the you know in our our Austin Police Department ranks um, around patrol duties. So just thoughts on that. I mean, it happened. It get you know at the time it was announced. It wasn't a this wasn't a council decision. It looked like it was just something that was that was. I'm sure it was done with you know under his authority, but it was done. Yeah, and then I think there's a lot of questions not only from people and council members on the dais, but also community members um, as to how it's going to look. How many DPS officers are going to be out in the streets? You know, are these DPS officers going to be out in the streets? Or are they just going to be kind of on standby? Uh, so I think there's a lot of questions as to how this is going to look, but um, we do know that they had a, a special called meeting on Thursday where they discussed both um, the police contract and I'm assuming this as well. And so 
hopefully we'll have some more answers and some more communication from the council members and the mayor's office in the coming days and um, potentially at this next meeting on Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, work session will be on Tuesday, April 11th, and council meeting on, on Thursday, the 13th. I know that, yeah, again, they there was an article out. We'll have the, this, a link to this in the show notes, though. Uh, up until, I mean, it had been pretty fairly quiet from the council, from the the, the 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 balance of the dais on the decision. It actually seemed people were favorable to it. But I think uh, most recently we had a some comments from council member Zoe Kadri, whose district include, or district nine is downtown as well as West Campus, where a lot of you know, including the, our, our major entertainment zones, um, a lot of police activity and weekends especially is probably occurring. Um, just from the article from the Austin Monitor, between March, 30, March 30th and April 3rd, state troopers made 83, 83 arrests, conducted 15 or 1,570 traffic stops, wrote 765 tickets, and investigated 15 crashes. This is from, from APD. So, you know, they're active. They're already moving. And they, again, the announcement was, and this is in the Austin Monitor article, the announcement, the partnership with AP or with, with the Texas DPS was announced on March 27th. So they've been, you know, they got right to work. And, yeah, and yeah. I think living downtown, you know, I see DPS constantly um, just living so close to the Capitol. Same. Um, so it, it hasn't been much of like a, a difference that I've noticed just because they're already out and about, especially in the middle of session. Um, so uh, I'm just curious to see if we'll actually feel the difference and if other people in other parts of the city are feeling it. Yeah, and maybe, look, I mean, I think we talked about this in our last show, but there were, there's been historic, according to the city and APD, police staffing shortage. So the uptick, if, <laughs> it may just be more, we have more patrols are happening. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not, it's just not like an uptick in the, it's, it's just more, more, you know, there's, there's more, there's more enfor- enforcement of laws versus there wasn't before. Yeah. Yeah. So but more, more to come on that. Well, I'm sure at the council work session on Tuesday, the April 11th, uh, turning the Capitol. So news of the Texas house, they took up this HB one, the how or our state budget draft budget that passed last night. Uh, we had 383 pre-filed amendments to that, but, and I know you're watching that throughout the day. Uh, it's thoughts on that. Well, they ended before uh, 9 p.m., so that was oh, wow. an accomplishment within itself. But um, I definitely think there was um, some surprises last yesterday. Um, uh, one of the biggest ones, I think, was there was an amendment um, related to school choice and vouchers and that funding and how it would be allocated, um, and it actually failed. And so I think that was definitely a shock for me just because it was an emergency item on both the lieutenant governors and the governor's um items for this session was was school choice and allowing vouchers to be used um so to see the house um not being aligned with that was was odd as they they typically um kind of all get behind the governor's emergency items um but i i do think it kind of signifies that maybe um the support for school choice at this um in these um in a lot of these places isn't as great as we once thought it was um, and so, uh, cause I, I do feel like the house does a really good job of connecting with their constituents and really reflecting their districts. Um, you know, we, we see a lot of different personalities in the house just when I work there. And I, I think it's really cool to kind of see a bunch of different reflections of Texas. But, um, so I, I definitely think that's a, um, a big signal that maybe school choice isn't going to be, isn't going to pass and isn't, doesn't have the support, you know, we originally thought it did. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe, yeah, a potential, a potential special, se- special session as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On that end. So, all right. Well, that's it for this week. Again, city council comes back in at work session on April, on Tuesday, April 11th and for voting session on Thursday, April 13th. We'll have links to the agendas if they're available on the show notes. Otherwise y'all have a great weekend and a happy Easter for those who celebrate and uh, be safe. Yeah. Happy Easter, everybody. Thank you for listening to the BG Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share with your colleagues. The BG Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. The BG Podcast is a product of the Bingham Group LLC, an Austin-based lobbying firm serving businesses, nonprofits, and trade associations at the municipal and state level. You can learn more about the Bingham Group at www.binghamgp.com. That's B-I-N-G-H-A-M gp.com and for the latest firm news and content updates follow us on linkedin we'll have a link in the show notes thank you